Welcome to the Team FNC podcast, where we aim to improve your knowledge and understanding of nutrition. Okay, Ryan, so today we're going to be talking about, talking about your six simple steps to a healthy lifestyle that don't involve being influenced by a Netflix mockumentary. Whoa. What an intro. Netflix mockumentary? What yeah. are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not sure. Just going straight. There's a few of them, really. We don't have, even have to be specific. Yeah. Basically, you type... You search nutrition on Netflix and you will get a bunch of mockumentaries. Yeah. All have the same format. All have a bunch of like, oh, here's a study, here's a study, no time to read it. And then whatever they want to push, they'll make it seem like that's the only way to go. Yeah. and But they are very convincing, I tell you that. Oh, yeah. yeah. People have just like, you know, come to us or, you know, come to me personally and said, oh, what do you think of this doco? I'm like, ah, oh, just, it's not showing you the whole story. Yeah, but... I don't know, maybe it's good for them to like search nutrition on Netflix and watch one that's on a completely different topic, like um, there's ones on keto or something like that. Yeah. And just after watching two or three of them, they'll probably come to you and go like, they're all the same, they all want me to do different things, but I'm equally convinced by all of them. Yeah. So I guess this podcast is going to be just some ideas on how to live a pretty healthy lifestyle. Um, that just ticks a few boxes, but it's not biased towards one, I guess, setting. If you had to give one tip, what would it be? Oh, it's nearly impossible. I've no. set you up for failure here. Yeah. Sorry, I'll move on. Yeah. You just can't win with that. <laughs> um, so my six, don't smoke. Don't smoke. Good, good yeah. <laughs> repetitive learning there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink alcohol excessively. Yeah. Exercise. Eat fruit and vegetables daily. Choose a way of eating that you enjoy, which helps you reach and maintain a healthy body weight. Mm -hmm. Don't focus all of your time and energy on one particular food. So there's no one superfood. No. There oh. is no superest of all the superfoods. Ah. What's the superest food I can eat? What's the one thing I can eat? Where I can smoke, I can drink all the time, I can put on a bunch of body fat, but that one food is going to keep me healthy. Kale. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's what people are looking for, right? That's yeah. what always people are looking for. Instead of taking an overview of their whole lifestyle factors and mm. dietary pattern, they want that one magic food that's going to solve everything for them. Um so, I mean, a lot of nutrition research, or most of it, is observational. It's population, it's questionnaires, surveys, interviews of a huge amount of people, asking them what they do, and then trying to draw some associations between particular behaviours, particular foods, and health outcomes. Um, it's all about correlations, but correlation doesn't equal causation. So, correlation gives us an idea of why something potentially might occur. But that's not the reason it occurs. We're not testing that. So a lot of this research, it does give us some ideas, but there can be some really funny correlations too from this kind of data. So I think the funniest one I saw was that the per capita cheese consumption in the USA correlates really well to the amount of people who die being strangled by their bed sheets when they're asleep. Oh. Like these are the kind of yeah. correlations you can get from this. So it's more about finding these and then testing them in more controlled studies. But a lot of these documentaries, mockumentaries, um, take these kind of basic correlations 
like that that sound really scary and tell us that this is a disaster. If you eat meat, if you eat, mm. you know, carbs, if you do this, that's it. You know, it correlates really well to you're going to get strangled in your bed sheet yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so it, like eating meat necessarily doesn't cause cancer. It's just there's a, there's a correlation between like there's a pattern exactly that's been found in these observational studies. Yeah, so one one thing we see, especially with the, the meat versus non-meat eaters, is there's a lot of variables like typically the non-meat eaters are more health-seeking. So they don't smoke as much. They don't drink as much. They maintain a healthier body weight. They exercise, you know? So mm. these factors as well as not eating meat, led to better health outcomes in these studies. However, there's been quite a few studies now of this nature that have compared health-seeking vegetarians or non-meat eaters and health-seeking meat eaters. So if you eat meat, but you also are aware that you're not gonna smoke, you don't wanna drink excessively, you're gonna exercise and maintain a healthy body weight, then there's no difference between the groups. Yeah terms of like disease risk in terms of mortality so that really shows again like going back to the start of like it's not one particular food it's a combination of your lifestyle factors i really like the quote in the australian dietary guidelines an individual's dietary pattern may be more relevant than a direct effect from a single component it's basically saying that but with really like it sounds smarter than the way i yeah, say it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like you, you are some of your dietary habits. Exactly. Not only dietary, but also lifestyles. Yeah. Lifestyle. So, yeah, it's it's not just one thing. Um, yes, you can draw correlations from some of this research and make things sound really scary, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Like, that's not the point of things. Um, how are we going with time? I think it's lo our longest podcast ever. Oh, okay. One more thing, though, that people should be aware of yep. is the difference between absolute risk and relative risk. Yep. So absolute risk is our risk of getting some, like a disease over time. Our risk of getting colorectal cancer by the age of 50 is something like 1.8%. Relative risk is the difference if we add some like lifestyle factors. So the big one is the processed meat. So if you add 50 grams of processed meat every single day, your relative risk increases by 18%. And that 18% sounds scary and can sound really sexy in documentaries, mm -hmm. mockumentaries yeah. or newspapers. But in reality, you need to apply the relative risk to the absolute risk. So our absolute risk was 1.8. We eat processed meat every day. It actually just goes up to 2.1%. So you times the absolute risk by the relative risk and that's what you get. Mm. Not as scary as what the documentaries make out. Yeah, they really do play on emotion and, and bring fear into the equation by making certain foods like so demonized. Yeah. And then on the other end, they go, this food is going to fix you completely. Yeah. So yeah. it's completely opposite of, of what we suggested at the start of, you know, not focusing on one single area and looking at like a, a number of different things that you do in your life, nutrition, training, sleep, um, holistic approach rather than just focusing yeah. on one area one thing that's known as stress reduction yeah it's another one so it probably could be yeah could be eight tips sleep stress reduction mm. so you wouldn't recommend social it? health could yeah they would write a massive list there we just yeah, want to be short yeah we'll stick with six okay all right